You must be 18 or older to listen to this podcast. When I snap my fingers, I want you to sit down on this big fucking tent pole, and I want you to sit down all the way. Matt and Ouija. No hesitation. You get that thing lined up with that butthole, and you sit straight down all the way. That's right. It's time for the big gay sex show with the two big studs themselves. You know what I want. Now give it to me. Give it to them, guys. And here now they are. Matt and Ouija. Sit. You just sit all the way fucking down on it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sit. Hello and welcome to the Big Gay Sex Show. We are ready and willing to talk with you. And um, this is the saddest and most pathetic entrance to the show. It is not. Everybody, you know what? You could sit there and I hate using this analogy, but you could sit there and read the phone book. And everybody would be like, oh, my God, I came three times. Uh, oh, and he didn't even get to the bees. That's dumb. Yeah. Anyways, folks, hello and welcome. <laughs> we are eager to talk with you. Yes, it, it is. Uh, we are um, ready to go, ready to give you another show, another plow. We were just talking about this uh, restaurant. Um, uh, I won't say the name of the restaurant, but uh, we went there and... Well, I went there. You didn't. You've been there before, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all the waiters, well, almost all the waiters, they were interesting men, but they all had like really beautiful asses. Mm. Like every time I walked by, I was just like, oh, ham. Oh. You yeah, know? So they go through a lot of ham steak there. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is, it's Oh my God, the portions were so huge. I was well, like, that, and you know, damn, I'm going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to be that guy. Uh-oh. So there's a couple of places that are very well known here in California as being kind of the places where the general populace goes and uh, the general populace, meaning your grandma and grandpa. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, um, uh. so, um, you know, so there's a certain diner um, that mostly breakfast food. And, uh, and their, uh, their portions are incredibly outrageous. Um, the food's good. Food's decent. Um, yeah. That reminds me how like IHOP used to be. Yes. Used to be good. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. like IHOP turned to like complete dump it out of a box and, uh huh. Yeah. Nuke it and here you go. Yeah. But you know, I found, I, I, uh, apparently these, this chain is also down in uh, like Texas. Well, I think they they actually started there. Uh, really? And, and I they kind of creeped up the, here? The other one um, that we're kind of talking about before this one was also, um, I think it started in Ohio or something. Hmm. The one that has like a, has a uh, saltine. The ones that's for white people. And, uh, <laughs> and the one barrel. that describes white people getting put in a, in a, in a big tub, ah. a barrel. So um, anyway, so um, yeah. So anyway, so we were just discussing this. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was Cracker Barrel still cracks me up because I've, I've only been there once, uh-huh. but the experience was so odd because you have to go through like a freaking retail store yeah. to get into the restaurant. Oh, 
Cause that, and they got mm. every weird thing underneath the effing sun in that damn store. We didn't stop at one of those on the way down to Vegas that time, did we? I don't that was a different think that place. Was, no, that was yeah. different. But it was kind of the same thing. Uh huh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that was just a regular truck stop. So oh. Cracker Barrel is much like a regular trucker stop. Yeah, well, it was a trucker that took me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it usually is a trucker that will take you there. Mm. Those truckers are dirty, dirty birdies. They are. Dirty birdies. Well, anyway, so yeah, this, this was a, I, I went down to a, um, so dumbass me, <laughs> as I tend to do, they're like, my family, which we don't really associate with that much. And, uh, he said, he, we're going to go on a trip because I want mom to go on a trip. Mm. So he's like, well, what would you like to do? And I'm like, well, let's, let's like just rule out that we're not fishing and we're not doing this and we're not doing that. And it's like all the things I know that he will want to do. Uh, so, and then I ended up saying, well, yeah, actually I've always wanted to, to, you know, see an aircraft carrier up close because when I like, I'm at the bottom of these huge ships. Like they're so huge that I get this like overwhelming, like weird feeling, yeah. you know, like a vertigo almost feeling. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, a size queen that way. I know. Yeah. It's the same way when he, he runs into this one uh, porn actor named Bronto. Brontosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Brontosaurus Rex your ass. Me. Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he, he's like, well, there's one down in Alameda. I'm like, oh, you mean where the nuclear vessels are? Because, uh, you know, uh, that's from Star Trek. Yep. I swear, everybody I said that to the whole day didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, no. And then I actually, I put it on, I put it on, like, like my Facebook, and I'm like, I'm in Alameda, where the nuclear vessels are, and fucking spell check, change it to nuclear weasels. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, no, there's no nuclear weasels. Yeah. Um, spell check is getting a little outrageous. Yeah. Because you, I mean, it ruins every joke nowadays. Right. You gotta, you gotta go over every, then remember this, you get, every time you want to be funny in a fucking text uh-huh. or on a fucking post, <laughs> you gotta double check that shit. Cause guess what? They're gonna ruin your fun. They're gonna ruin your funny. Yes. Because they wanna, they want you to use this word instead of that word and mm-hmm. it wrecks the whole fucking joke. Yep. So just double check your thing. Cause like I did, I, the other day I had to change, I asked it not to. I kept hitting the like, don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And it kept changing it the fuck anyway. Mm. And both words are legitimate words. It wasn't even like I was trying to be funny with like a, you know, trying to, uh, you know, gangsta. Like a malapropism you know? or something. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even trying to get funny with it. Um, you know, I just, yeah, both, both are words. I'm like, why would you change this word for that word? Mm. You know, I just, yeah, but it just, ugh. It, AI, that's really you. annoying. Uh-huh. So, yeah. uh, so, but we did, we went down, there's a, 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 a battleship down there. It's from like the Korean, I think the Korean war era. Um, and it, uh, it's called the Hornet and which is our team up here, the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we went down there and we went on and, uh, since my mom has kind of mobility issues, she uses a walker. We had to, we had to get like, go over to this lift so that they could get us onto the ship. And so it is the most rickety freaking thing. Like this minute it starts moving, it's like the whole thing is like just standing on a bowl of jello. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, get me off of here. And so then we get on the ship. The ship is really cool, but there's only one guy, one guy. That is really hot, and I swear he looked like a, a, a hotter Tom Cruise with a, a better butt. 
And of course, he was surrounded by this like swarm of children that looked Ugh. like a planet with moons. And uh, it was just, but then it was so fucking scary because we had to go up these six steps, six really steep, thin steps. And then there was an escalator to take you up to the flight deck. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want my mom to do this. I mean, I wanted to go up there, but I wanted to like, you know, where's the elevator? Uh, so, but we did it, we did it and we got up there and it was fun. But then the whole time I couldn't relax. Cause all I'm thinking about is how the fuck are we going to get down without everyone dying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did manage. It was actually really nice. And the people that ran the ship were really nice to do their things. But the one, the, the, the ladders that are the, the steps that everybody else has to take, like the normal people, uh, are like practically the straight up, straight down things. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm like, it, uh, uh-uh. uh, uh-huh. I don't know how the hell that they did that shit back in the day. I mean, uh, all I could well, see is just everybody C-Man. falling the fuck down. It has always been a good conversation. Yeah, Seaman would know. But the most thing I was disappointed is like, where are the hot ass sailors? Sailors. I want them. I want the, oh, I want to fuck a sailor now. And like it's plate week <laughs> yeah. on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> fleet week now. Well, fleet it's week fleet, week, fleet week in your enema first before uh, the sailors come. Sailor. Anyway, it was a fun adventure. So, welcome to the Big Gay Sex Show, the Daddy Years, uh, the podcast that tells you everything you ever wanted to know about gay sex. You know what it sounded like? Said sound like sound like said um the oddcast. <laughs> and I'm like, well, well yeah, yeah, that works either way. So, um, and everything you still don't want to know. And I'm Matt. And I'm Ouija, the quickest, quicker sticker upper in all of poop shoot land. Yes. Yes. You're so good at those. How do you come up with them? Yes. (laughs) Z formation. Uh, uh, and a big gay, a big gay welcome to all of our new listeners and our pod, our followers on X, Instagram and Blue Sky and uh, Bussy. We are happy to see some more more guys on Blue Sky, and uh, it is very porn friendly. Blue from what I'm seeing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. European. Uh, I was saying seeing, but sure, whatever. Okay. European. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to our new listeners. And Patreon offers listeners a way to support creators like us and receive rewards not open to the general public. Like dirty audio clips, mm. Patreon only videos, vintage podcast archive access, oh, yeah. naughty photos of Matt and his wiener, <laughs> and more. And some wiener dog, some of me. maybe. Um, <laughs> I want to see your wiener in, in gray and gray sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, when they do that, that's so adorable. <laughs> oh. I don't know where they get the oh, children oh, yes. in sweatpants. I saw okay, that. baby sweatpants. All right. Uh, anyways, um, and where did I live off? You can become a patron of the show for as little as $1 a month. Or at the $10 level, you can get a five-minute personalized minutes of dirty audio by me or by Matt. Just go over to patreon.com slash BGSS. And we want to thank our current patrons. As and a $10 uh, patron 
le- tier level reminder to respond to our message on Patreon. Are you take that? You take it. Okay. So basically, if, if you join our, our Patreon at the $10 tier level, uh, you do get the five minute, uh, personalized dirty, dirty, dirty. And trust me, they are dirty video. Oh, uh, you want me just like say audios, nice stuff? Audios. I can do that. What's that? Unless you want me to say nice stuff. I'm gonna like, read oh the yeah, poetry. you can do that. In fact, uh, one of, Emily one of the Dickens. people that, uh, joined at that level just wanted, uh, you to tell them a story, a uh, story about one of your, your adventures have well, and I think I'll probably probably tell him um about his his cousin. <laughs> Hello. Not saying anything, not saying, saying anything. Nothing. Anyway, uh, but yeah, but just a reminder that you have to respond to our message to you on Patreon uh to let us know what you want and who you want. What you what And you, thanks what you to want. the patrons who interact with us on the site. It it really does us a lot of good to to see that you guys are like, you know, Active listening. Active, Active listening, listening is good. Um, hmm. Well, I don't know. I Where we thought I now? was going to say something else, but it left. Hey, the newest issue of uh, Desert Heat Magazine is out right now. And download your free copy at DesertHeatMag.com. Yes, you can see uh, the new uh, cover featuring Eric Darlingtonia. Actually, by the time this comes out. The new issue in December will be out. Never mind. Eric Darlingtonia is gone. How, uh, well, he is wait, last, wait, wait. Last month. We're rumors. Rumors. But uh, he is, you can still see that issue up. But yes. he is still very much with us. Yeah, you know, he is in the world of the living. <laughs> yes. Um, and you will know when you're looking at those pictures. Yeah. But something like that is naughty. Oh, yeah. He's, and he's a naughty guy. Only the good die young. He is very naughty. And actually, you he should will live follow forever. him. You should go over. And follow him on X because he posts regularly on X and he's got some really cool photos. X is in xylophone. I still. Beta bomb. You know what? Uh, if, if blue sky takes off, you know, you never know. Blue pussy. Anyway. Blue bunny. Hey, beta bomb. Yes. Empowering men with self care one penis at a time and, and ours two at a time or three at a time. Well, however. Well, how many penises have you got? His, well, I didn't want to tell you because you might be jealous, but that nah. well, I, I used Bader bomb earlier today. I love my Bader. Yeah. I I didn't, but I may. I'll probably use it tomorrow morning. Hell, I used it like three times yesterday. Woof! Goodness. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. You're so tired. Mm. Oh. All right. Uh, check out Taylor Imagine at TaylorImagine.com, and yes. don't forget to check out the erotic writings of. Uh, Christopher Wyatt and Chota Akate on Smashwords, uh, Amazon, and all major book distributors. Well, we did uh, have some advice yeah. that we were being asked this time. Uh, we do have a number of advice questions stacked up, and I apologize about getting to them, but we want to give everybody as much time as we can. Oh, I want to slam you all real fast. But Matthew wants that to That is take what her some time. of them have told me. They're like, yeah, but he's really fast. Ah, that's funny because <laughs> that's one, this one flight, a steward said one time, um, he's like, can, can you not bang so hard? I'm like, what? I'm like, she banged, she banged, she banged. <laughs> and I, I, he, he, he didn't think it was that funny. Oh. Um, he's like, yeah, you're, you're making me motion sick. I'm like, well, the don't take it up ass. You know. You're making me motion sick? Yeah. I was banging him so damn hard. Now, he was he in the sling at the time? No, he was just he was on, on, all bed, fours. on all fours. 
Yeah, on a fancy wow. bed. But the bed was very jiggly, too, so maybe that was part well, of it. Well, maybe you should... <laughs> Jigglypuff. Maybe next time you should uh, put his head up on the against the uh, the headboard, and then bang him and see if he uh, he's still motion sick. Oh, that that is funny because I have I've had moments like that mm-hmm. where there's a point when you're fucking somebody that you I mean the world they could be like the world will end if you don't stop now you're be like the world's gonna fucking end the world's gonna fucking end I don't fucking care because yeah. um, there's a, there's a point. When you're you're so close to a climax uh, that I don't care if your mom walked in, you're oh, gonna fucking finish because you're that fucking close. Your mom's gonna see you bread. Exactly. I mean, she's already seeing enough. So guess what? You're gonna squirt it. And uh, yeah. so yeah, there's so many times I've gotten like somebody so close to the wall, uh, and then they're just start like, ah, 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 like bang, 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 bang. bang. Like, I have to. I have a concussion now. It's like now, well, well, like, not my problem. Yeah, not my problem. I just squirted. <laughs> All right. Okay. Advice, yes. uh, guys. I met my husband in college. We were together for ten years. Got married and have been together another five. We have a very comfortable life, but have, after 15 years, I have no romantic or sexual interest in him. Actually, our jobs have taken us in different directions also, uh, and we are spending a lot of time apart. He seems to be in love with me and happy, but after almost cheating on him, I realized I don't want to go through the rest of my life phoning in a relationship. We're not the same people. I'm also hesitant to give up the life we built together. Any wise gay daddy insights would be welcome. Stan. Oh, Stan, that is a tough, tough, tough. Very tough. So, because you're, you're, you know, you're talking about is the deconstruction of your current situation better than um, a new fresh start? So, and to and know this, so I'm I'm not going to advocate for you to go either way. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. I'll just give some you know insight to uh, you know uh, just you know you could be doing the the grass is always greener, um, but I would really strongly suggest that you honestly have a heart to heart with your partner about you know you do love him still, and you might be able to rekindle some of that romance if the romance inside of you had somewhere to go. So I don't know how you feel about possibly opening your relationship. Um, but I mean, there's got to be something you can discuss because I would strongly urge you to talk this through with him before making any grand decisions on your own. Mm. So, um, cause I've made that mistake myself is I was very much in love with somebody and, uh, he was in love with me, but the sexual situation in our relationship was not enough for me um he wanted a complete monogamy i was not that guy um so for as much as i loved him i could not live that lifestyle for longer than a handful of years um it was killing me and i was going to completely break that bond that promise and i knew damn well i was gonna break that promise um so first things first be honest with yourself and secondly be honest with your partner. So um, I, it's going to be a hard conversation because you do love this person very much and you don't want to hurt this person, of course. Who would ever want to do that? Mm. Only a psycho or a sociopath. 
And I don't get that, you know, I don't think you're any of those things because um, you're actually asking advice for um, boldly going where you don't want to go. Um, so, yeah. So, um, so I'm not saying that, I've, I've, you know, fresh start isn't in your future. I'm just saying that, you know, before you um, give up the ghost on anything, make sure that you talk it out um, and give your partner who's given you many years um, of his life um, to both of you. Um, you know, also give that person the opportunity to state their case before you make a case. So, you know, I, and, and it could be, I don't know what your partner's like. So, I mean, it could be very subjective. Um, but, you know, approach this person with, Hey, I'm missing some things and I need, you know, some help and I need some help, you know, with things that I want and my needs are not being met. So you got to give that person the opportunity to at least come, you know, to the table with you, um, to discuss. And, and this might be the very, um, this might be the crux. This might be the conversation that moves you both into different directions. Mm-hmm. So, and you got to be ready for that too. Um, but you need to know that before you can just change a direction on somebody and blindside them, don't do it. I actually had that conversation. You'll, you'll mm. be very, th- you'll be thankful you did. Um, it won't be fun. It won't be easy. It'll be kind of like coming out and saying, Hey, you know, I really need this in my life to somebody who thinks that everything's fine. Um, but you owe it to this person to give them the opportunity to, you know, give a response. And that response might be, Hey, you know, um, you know, get your needs met. I don't want to know but I love you and uh, maybe we can discuss it some future. I mean, it could go so many different ways, but you have to give this person the ability and the um, respect to give you an answer. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've, like you said, you, you have personal examples. Yeah. Been yeah, through yeah. that. No, I really wish I could have been better about, but I was much, I was young. I was, you know, um, it's my early thirties, you know? Yeah. So, Daddy's listening, Stan. <laughs> yeah, Daddy understands. Um, my my insights are come from a little different place. I have not had that level of a relationship, um, and I come from a different background than Ouija does. So, my part of the background would be, you know, like just be careful before you give up a very comfortable life, you know. Uh, but yeah. I think you gave some really great advice and my only addition, which you pretty much said was just, it's time to be very honest, but not brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, and in no way is this hurtful. Right. I mean, this is about you and your needs. Right. So yeah, this has nothing to do with them and, and, you know, remind them. I mean, and of course everybody has made it so past day to say, it's not you, it's me. But, <laughs> um, but honest to God, it is, Absolute truth. Right. It is not them. It is you. Yeah. And uh, when when we need changes in our lives, it's not anybody else. It's fucking us. Mm-hmm. So anybody that makes fun of that whole like, you know, it's not me, it's you. Anybody that makes fun of that comment, guess what? They've never really thought that fucking shit through. Right. And they need to start like taking a good long look because when we do have need changes in our lives, it is us who needs that change. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. So don't feel guilty or or bad that you have needs that aren't being met because guess what 
I've learned one thing is that somehow, some way you will get those needs met. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That might not look very good in the end game, you know? Right. So at the end game, they're like, you've cheated on your partner three, four times. You have to live with that and you got to, you know, work through that for the rest of your life, right? right. That you had a relationship that uh, this person was very, had a strong adoration of you, mm-hmm. but um, you um, let it get too far and you ended up getting your needs. I'm not saying that you're a bad person for doing that. No, I'm just saying that the, the you know, you could have been right. And, and you don't know that whatever you do mm-hmm. will follow you around through your other relationships, the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, have you seen that horror movie? It follows. It's much like that. What horror movie? It follows. Oh God. Oh no, no. Actually, if you guys haven't seen it, it follows, trust me, do it. Because although okay, so like um like a lot of people panic, but guess what? The storyline is so fucking unique. So it's essentially like um so I and this is not a spoiler because it pretty much sums this up in the first fifteen minutes, but it's just like it's like a sexually transmitted demon. And uh, uh yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like so um so if, if I get the set you know, this this sexually transmitted, you know, thing, you know, so somebody has sex with me and they're like, Hey, by the way, you can never like not watch your back anymore. There's always going to be something following you. And it's going to be somebody who's, um, who died before that had the sexually transmitted. Okay. You know, uh, curse until, and, um, and then, so you have to have sex with somebody else to pass it to them. Uh. And so, but the problem is, is that once you pass it to somebody, if that person gets killed, then that demon thing, the weird scenario is coming looking for you. So, <clears throat> they're actually, I'm so excited because there's actually going to be a sequel. They follow. Mm. So I'm like, oh, is that like, did the gay boys like, did, because if I got it, that was be my first thing is I would go and have sex in like a big old room full of tons of people <laughs> and make sure that like, you know, it definitely like, you know, it's going to be like passed around like a hundred times in that room so that maybe I don't have to wash my back every day in a minute. I'm moving on. Yes. <laughs> Interesting premise, but yeah, not my type of movie. Not Matthew's movie. No, because I just showed him the uh, the the trailer for um uh, for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah, and that that looks like fucked up shit. So if any, <laughs> any of you have seen Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, please give me a review. I would love to know because I have I keep like hit I keep going to it and going, uh, I don't yeah. know that I want that part of my childhood wrecked. Um. <laughs> You know, pro, you know, cause I mean, I wasn't a big Winnie the Pooh person, but I was like, oh, it's so adorable, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, Blood and Honey looks horrifyingly bad mm-hmm. because I mean, the concept of like, you know, them being angry that Christopher Robbins left them, uh, that sounds pretty like mm-hmm. on point, but I mean, do I really want to see their revenge anyway? But yeah, just, just let me know how it went. Piglet? Yes, Pooh. Aw. Nothing. I just wanted to be sure of you. <laughs> ah, be sure of this, Pooh. It was always so. It was always so sweet and always so. Yeah. So I can't even imagine how you'd make a horror movie out of oh, these sweet, very oh, sweet characters. Find a way. Yeah, it's a <laughs> horror movie for everything. Uh, what I think is really fucking clever is when they have these like kids movies and stuff like that, and they re-edit the trailers to make them into horror movies. That is oh, so fucking hilarious. Uh, Anyway, uh, hey, we want to give you another uh, recommendation here. Uh, Daddy Will, and you can find him on X at Tantric Fitness. 
Uh, Daddy will teach you to uh, teach you explicit tantra and intimacy education at tantricfitness.com. Really? Yes, and he is I, showing his tantric fitness work there. Oh, oh, he Daddy, he's hot as fuck, though. Damn. Oh, I, I think he is. Yeah. Where, where did you find him? Is on X. On X. Yeah. Well, next time you come across on X, hit it and send it to me. Well, how about you listen to our show and go to Tantric Fitness and Oh, okay. Maybe I'll him. do that. Oh, anyway. Yes. I'll send you the link later. No, I'm going to do it now. Hey, the use of doxycycline as a post-exposure preventative within three days of protected sexual encounters offers a crucial shield against combating, oh, in combating the escalating rates of H, of STIs among men who have sex with men. Find out more at sacgrs.org. At Tantric Fitness. At T A N. Hold on, I'm trying to get my keyboard up. Uh, you usually don't have any problem getting it up. I know. I'm tonight. I'm all about fitness. Mm-hmm. I'm okay, all, all about our listeners aboard. What? Our listeners aboard. Daddy will. There he is. Oh yeah, Daddy. Will. Oh, actually, those are fucking oh, eyes. I am, I am following him. I thought you would. Uh, In fact, I think I found him from you. I but... learned it from you, Dad. Mm-hmm. I learned it from you. Well, Daddy will. Good day. Oh my, it's loudness. So, Daddy will. Thank okay. you so much for being a hottie. And uh, yes, thank yeah. you for being our thirst wreck of this episode. Daddy so, will teach uh, us that tantrics. So here's here's a little thing. I I wrote a little bit uh, this Uh-oh. out, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. But it it is our topic for this episode: sexual tastes, feelings, libidos ebb and flow at different points in our lives, and these points can be years, months, days, or uh, one minute to the next. In America, we are taught to believe that we're innocent until we turn 18 years old. <laughs> You never met Ouija. Uh, and we are super horny all the time and want to fuck everything. We are apex sexual predators. And then about 30, it all declines. And by 50, we're eunuchs. And by retirement age, we can't get it up. And then we're just sweet old grandpas until we die. Until we become the dreaded dirty old man. And oh, unless we become the dreaded dirty old man. And then we are looked at as being disgusting for having a sexuality. Now, the case in point for this last part is there was a man, and we may have talked about him on a previous show, who was kicked out of an elderly care facility for giving other guys blowjobs. And, of course, he, the gay guy, was the one who got kicked out, and the straight dudes who were consenting even and, and even encouraging didn't get kicked out. But the truth is our sexual desires and libidos are all different. But this is a check-in. So the question posed right now is, where is your sexual self at this moment of your life? Luigi? Wow, that's very deep. I know! It's very balls deep. Like your butthole. And that's usually balls deep. (laughs) With my own balls. Uh, 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 that's uh, a trick especially with your balls because like I'm old and like my balls are like hey hey you don't know the half of it yet I'm kidding no so um (laughs) anyways but um no so yeah so I am I've just turned 51 Mm -hmm. and um and we've been at this how long have we been doing this show though 
20... this is our 13th or 14th year. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So at 14. Uh, what? Where, is that 13th or 14th year? That we're doing this show? Yeah. Yeah. So like beyond. Was, okay. It was, the it was 87. Year. So 87, uh, not 87, sorry, 97, 2007, 2007 oh, yeah. that we started. Oh, okay. Right. So then three, 10, 16, so 16. Wow. I oh, thought right. it was a little less than that. Okay. Years. Yeah. Um, so anyways, but, um, yeah. So, um, when we started this, I was, yeah, in my thirties, I was, uh, God, oh. Yes. I was rubbing Some my people penis. thought you were God. Yeah. Oh my God. My, I was, oh, fuck. I was rubbing my penis on every goddamn thing. I mean, I literally was I can, like, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. it was, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was awful. And I'd sit around my house and I love my old house. Oh God. I'd sit around this house and this house had like windows everywhere. I was just always jacking off mm-hmm. near a window. I didn't, I didn't give a rat's ass. Yeah. But it was far enough away from the street where, you know, somebody'd have to like literally be on my property, like wanting to look in. But anyway, um, so now I was just fucking jacking off non-fucking-stop. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I think what has occurred over the 16 years since then, and now at my age of 52, I'm still in really good, decent shape. I'm I'm still looking decent. Mm-hmm. I'm told I look good. I get More all than of, decent. You look great. Yeah. Uh, indecent. Uh, As Nephi would say, for your age. No, but you, yeah. you do. Keep going. And so, um, and so I mean, I'm getting hit up on, you know, by my kids all the time. When I say kids, I mean, you know, young men yes. in their 20s, 30s, you know, yeah. 40s. Um, but um, I get hit up all the time for sex, and that's that's fine. Um, but I don't know. I seem to have, like, there comes a point when you're no longer trying to rub your dick on everything. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I still love jack off. I still love sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's – I have so many other responsibilities that kill my drive some days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, I'll still like go in and like beat one out, but I'm just like, by the, you come to a certain age, you're expected to have, you know, a house, you're expected to have all of these things lined up. Mm-hmm. And so your stress level is just through the roof with trying to afford everything and trying to be there for everything. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I was in a, in a relationship and now I'm a divorcee. So it's just me. Um, you know, and, you know, so you start like, you know, um, because you're a single income, not a double income, um, things are a little tougher and tighter. And so, I mean, there's just so many things weighing on your head that when you hit 50, you're just like, oh, really? You know, uh, can I have it a little easier, you know, as I did when I was in the 30s. Mm-hmm. 30s, things are still pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. I didn't have as much of the responsibility as I do yep. now um, for as much. I had just a tiny little house and... You know, mm-hmm. um, but here I am and, uh, um, yeah, my libido is good. My libido is great when I don't have people pestering me or bothering me or, you know, work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when it's just me and I'm alone mm-hmm. and it's just me and my cock, I'm in fucking heaven. I feel like I'm 30 again, but the problem is, and the difference is, is that as you go on, just your for most people, this is, I mean, I shouldn't say everybody. This is right. generalizations are horrible, but, um, but for most of the people I know, just life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And as you age, your ability to manage and handle stress changes. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
So it's no longer this like fun thing to be a sexual being anymore. You're like worried about, Oh God, I got to get this fixed or Oh God, I got to do this. Mm -hmm. So I mean, the weight of the world starts to hit differently. Um, you know, as you go on. So, so I would say my answer to that is I am still a very horny, very, um, uh, horned up person at 50, my fifties. Um, my problem is, is that I have too many life stressors on the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, trying to, you know, um, push me in certain directions, you know? Um, so my level of wanting to just enjoy myself and enjoy my body mm-hmm. as, um, now taking a back seat to me, trying to like make ends meet, mm-hmm. trying to get things fixed, trying to redo my freaking front yard and backyard, trying to manage your dog. Yeah. I mean, so everything is just like become <laughs> such a management issue mm-hmm. when it, I really feel like in my thirties, it was easier for me just to say, fuck it all. I'm playing with my penis mm-hmm. and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to enjoy it. And the world's going to be there when I get done. And honestly, you would think that would happen as you get older, but now as you get older, it just becomes kind of a, you become curmudgeoning and it just like sucks, but no. it's not, it's not a bad thing. And, but, um, it's just, you know, I'm, <laughs> it, it, it is an easier time if you do have a dual income and that's where I'm at now. So I'm in my fifties and, um, life was easier when it was dual income, but there was a whole different, different type of stress. So. I don't know, but if you would like to donate large sums of money to BGSS, it, it, <laughs> hey, if, if you are out there so and you want to get married, oh. let's you know, let's talk. Well, now, now, ah. be careful. You might invite a whole different kind of stress. Ah. Well, yeah, that, that's that's good. I know that you've talked a, a little bit about um, being a little bit more solo sexual. Mm-hmm. At, at this period of time. And that's one of the things that I was saying is that, you know, there may come a time a year or so from now where things are a little bit less stressful and you are much more like, I want to bang 20 year old sluts, you know, I'm and well, then there may come a time a year after that where you're just like, you know what? I just want to jack off and leave me alone. I know some of the most awesome, amazing 60 somethings mm-hmm. that are still out there looking amazing. Yeah. And, you know, getting, getting business done. Yeah. And absolutely. so there is like a whole ton of guys out that are just impressing the fuck out of me. I mean, they're making me feel old at 50 and here they are looking amazing at 60 mm-hmm. and, you know, banging and getting banged by everything under the sun. And some looking, of them we've, uh, we've told you about where to find them on X. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, no. So it, it's, it's, it's definitely, a, I think part of my problem too is I might be dealing with a little bit of testosterone issue. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know what I need to do to fix it. And I need to just aim for doing that and working on that. But, um, and that really is, that's that, and that probably is a lot of it. So you really, as you get older, you have to start, you know, asking your doctor for, mm-hmm. you know, testosterone tests so that you know that you're, I mean, I'm still in the middle, but I'm not where I was, you know, right. um, I still would love to be back to where I was when I was 35. You know, yeah. I was 35. My God, that was, I could goon for fucking days. I could goon so long that, um, I, my balls were purple. You know what I mean? Mm. And then finally I would just like have the wrong thought and I'd squirt the fuck all over everything. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? That's not quite the same anymore. Maybe that's the right but <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I can goon all day, but it's not going to be purple ball. It's going to be mm. blue ball. So, yeah. Well, for me, um, the answer to that question is I am at a point right now where I have embraced my solo sexualism. Uh, it it kind of uh, I snap out of it a little bit here and there, but I don't. My my regular fuck buddies are ones that you know, like you were saying, kind of like with the uh, the the stressors of you know having more responsibility and stuff. I've spent the last um, I don't know how many years having to deal with okay, my door is closed. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have enough time to have a really good wank mm. uh, while I'm still keeping an ear open, listening for anybody that's going to fa- that's anybody's falling, anybody that's yelling for help because you know they can't get off of the bed or the toilet or or whatever, you know, anything like that. Not to mention, I have a dog, and this is why I said the dog management is because I have a dog that will bark at fucking everything. And I unfortunately uh, live, you know, my mom lives with me. And if the dog is barking, it has to be taken care of. Somebody must be here. Check out what she's barking at. And when you have a dog that barks all the fucking time at everything, and you know that if you don't get up and check it out, that here comes somebody knocking at the door... There was a dog. The dog's barking at something. You should get up and check it out. Well, why don't you look out the front window? You know, it's mm. the level of frustration. It, it it is because you know sometimes I just want to close my door and watch you know fl- watch a movie or flip a thing through X on my tablet and use a little Bader bomb and and go for it. But it gets frustrating when you can't get that that time when you actually feel like, okay, it's safe for me to have that time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, it's just frustrating. It's like watching, you know, one of those old eighties movies where somebody just wants to, it's like trick. You just want to fuck. That's you just right. want to go somewhere and fucking everybody's anyway. So the, I just get, uh, I, I am, I'm okay with being solo sexual right now because just, it would take too fucking long to try to get a fuck buddy, yeah. you know, to to get here and say, okay, whatever you do, don't let the dog see you, uh, you know, uh, and uh, get him in the room and what, then hope that you're still in the mood by the time you start going at uh, it, you know. Well, but what if the partner was Professor Emeritus? He is really hot, but he's way more your speed. Daddy will, on the other hand, um, he could uh, come do me in that wife beater shirt. Yeah, I guess we need to call it something else because that's pretty messed up. I, I don't, I don't know that that's changed though. I'm surprised they haven't changed the terminology. You would for think. That. I, I'm sure it's, sleeveless I'm, under tea or maybe something a tank. like that. Yeah, tank probably under just, tank. They probably just go with tank. Yeah. So. Well, I I lick his tank. Mm. And his taint, holla. <laughs> yes. So, but, uh, yeah, but I also know that probably come springtime, I'm going to be swinging all over the place. And I do, I do love springtime swing. Yeah. That is a good time. It swinging is. Swinging in the spring. So. Spring swing. 
Mm-hmm. Meet me there. Right. All right. Well, uh, let's see. We got. Uh, we're just about ready to wrap it up here. So, uh, what do you? What would you like uh, Santa to bring you for for Christmas? Mm, let's see. Oh, I need a. I would like some. Lifetime supply of Vader bomb. Oh, I would love that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but um, I do think um, well, I need flannel boxers. That's true. Well, oh, oh, you said boxers. Okay, because I I was looking at uh, you had some flannel, which may or may not end up posted on Patreon. We don't, mm. We're not sure yet. But your your flannel, not flannel, <sighs> your long underpants. Your oh. um, that have holes in them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My poor. Uh... Yeah. Long Johns. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, flannel boxers. I used to have nice flannel boxers. I don't know what happened to them. Yeah. But, um, see, California doesn't get cold, cold, but we get a couple of weeks here and there of like really cold oh, yeah. weather. So, I mean, and, you know, for the most part, I can survive cold weather. It's just, I like my boys to be warm. <laughs> and the boys like to be warm. The boys yeah. are like, hey, you know, sure, you can freeze the rest of you, you the fuck off. And that's okay. But you but, need your, your, your bells to jingle jangle. Exactly. They're like, yeah. you know, right now your meat looks fat and you would like to keep it looking fat <laughs> instead of, you know, sad and cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I do like my meat fat and I like my, my, me a boy's warm. So yeah. So flannel boxers, I can pretty much conquer the world and just flannel boxers. So now if you like your, your boys, uh, hanging low and your, 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 your dick fat, as you say, why do you do polar dips? So I do polar dips to um, help jack my um, <laughs> help jack my penis. Uh-huh. You know, um, <laughs> to help jack my metabolism uh-huh. and also amp up my uh, my endorphins. And uh-huh. it does great things for both. And so I feel really great. And part of that might just be like you're getting into this cold ass pool. Because right now I'm using my pool because my pool is at the temperature uh-huh. um, at the high point of the temperature of the cold water dips hmm. um so i get in the pool and i it is a very super uncomfortable basically i take cold showers the same way but cold showers i mean you're at least getting the reprieve of you know you're not getting submersed in it you right. know what i mean i mean do you jump in or do you walk in what when you get in the pool oh so yeah i walk in by walking at a rapid pace uh, i just could not I walk in and, yeah. you know, my biggest thing is my balls and my, my, uh, my, uh, lungs. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, well, that's, I mean, hell, anybody that gets anything cold, it's your balls and your lungs that usually are right. first to be like, oh my God. I mean, I, I have done the, the cold water dips mm. before and oh my gosh. That, so it's has, just not me. Well, but when you're in there, you're, when you're coming out of it, when you're like leaving the pool, that's when all your endorphins kick in. You're like, oh. Fuck yeah. And that's yeah. when you become one big ice cube like in a cartoon. Uh, but see, I'm Scandinavian, so I mean, you know, we were raised, you know, going, being dumped in the water and having to catch our own fish and eat them raw. When the that fuck did funny. you ever have to do that, you American <laughs> bastard? No, but growing up, my dad used to throw, he used to take us to the Delta and then throw us in just to see if we would actually... Hey, you're going in the hole. <laughs> and he'd throw us out. And we, <laughs> and this was during the time when you didn't put kids in, uh, you didn't, life vests weren't really a thing. Life vests uh, were like, you know, hey, um, a tsunami's coming. 
get the life vest on. You know, people didn't like have life vests on for the fuck of it. Yeah. You know? And so, and so yes, and when I grew up, yeah, I didn't necessarily have a fucking life vest on, mm. you know? I mean, sometimes I'd want one just so I could like float. Yeah. And, uh, the floating was fun because you'll float too. Uh, yeah, I was going to say your dad's probably like, they all float down here. Uh-huh. And so he would throw, throw us in and then like, you know, take the boat out for a bit and then come back to us. And hopefully we were still alive. Hopefully we would still be alive. Yep. Uh, but that's something that is very 70s to do because, man, if you did that shit. Well, I have a lot now. of traumas around that. Because there was a couple times I was like, my dad would never believe me when I was like, you know, like I almost choked on a freaking butterscotch candy. Mm. And I'm like, and he's just like, stop fooling around. Quit fucking around. <laughs> well, he'd find out when you passed out after, and he stepped over you. Like, ah, uh, kid's fucking around again. Uh, yeah, my um, my dad didn't uh, believe me. He he was too busy with his girlfriend, and I stepped off the edge in a lake. Uh, there was an edge, and I didn't know it. And I was only like, I don't know, seven, maybe. And I almost fucking drowned. And I'm like, I'm drowning, and they're just <laughs> la la la. It's like, and that's oh, it's a trauma. It's a trauma, people. <laughs> Your dad's like, I'm busy getting a BJ. Yeah, he's like, some other time. well, I taught you how to swim. And I'm like, no, you taught me how to not trust you, you rotten bastard. <laughs> That's just funny. Yeah, I miss uh, my dad for that. Well. That's what he would do. Yeah. Dear daddy. Dear, Dear daddy. daddy. <laughs> okay. Well, um, currently LGT. B-Q. Oh my god, you forget I'm just, I'm a mess. Hold on, currently LGBTQ people of color in America have a disproportionately high rate of new HIV infections. Golden Rule Services want you to know about an important tool in preventing you from contracting HIV. Pre-exposure prophylaxis, or PrEP, is a medication proven to be 99% effective in preventing HIV infections. Uh, if you think PrEP might be right for you, visit your, sex, or your local sexual health clinic. And that's brought to you by Golden Rule Services. There you go. Yeah. Uh, send your comments, questions, and feedback to biggaysexshow at gmail.com. Give us a call at 408-692-4827. And join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash BGSS. Patreon. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Patreon. Find all our links at allmylinks.com. Slash Matt Ouija, M-A-T-T-W-E-E-G-I-E. And if you want me to learn how to read better, please send your donation to you. <laughs> exactly. Hooked on phonics. Yeah. Give us a call at 408-692-4827. Awesome. And thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you are having an awesome holiday season. And we will probably catch you again right around Christmas time. And suck the mistletoe. Or Yule time. Yule time. Yule time. With Tim the Toolman Yaler. I don't know. Mm. No. Yule time. That's, see, you, you celebrate Christmas, I guess. That, okay. I, I just Yule. got it. I just got, got it. it. Okay. I don't yeah. celebrate Christmas. I celebrate all of it. All I celebrate it. solstice. Yay. Solstice is the mostest. It is. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because what it means to me is because I'm a lover of daylight. It means that daylight is returning to my world. Right. Thank and Jesus. I am a lover of of all of it. it, especially the secular part of everything. But the rest of it, 
Oh, yeah, Matthew is preference? very secular and he's very secular. Secular. Oh, yeah, daddy. Wait. Secular. That came out wrong. And succulent. <laughs> All right. Seriously, though. You know, okay. I hope you're enjoying the, the time and we will catch you soon. We'll enjoy you later. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. A network of inclusion. Unifospods.net. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. This has been a, for fuck's sake, production.